When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Two teams are making the right call by starting their rookie quarterback, but one is truly not. It is Canty and Carlin. In for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, good morning. What's going on? Big fella, you got that vacation tan. Looks like you've been hanging out in the sun a little bit. Oh, my head at one point in the last few days was as red as the bottom of a thermometer. That's (laughs) what it looked like. There's no question. And we had a good couple of days, but right now we are ready to roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. After evaluating training camp and the film and all that, I made a decision Anthony will be the starting quarterback this year for us. Honestly, I was shocked. I've been grinding and putting in work just to you know, get the title, but you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. Absolutely the right decision. Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. We found that out yesterday. We also found out something that we already knew, Canty, and that was that Bryce Young is going to start for the Carolina Panthers. It looks like C.J. Stroud is headed for being the starter for the Houston Texans in week one as well. With Stroud and with Bryce Young, I'm on board. These guys have played a good amount of football. I think they're ready to do it. I don't get the Anthony Richardson decision at all. Canty, he was a one-year starter at Florida. We have detailed his inaccuracy issues there. The last thing I ever want to do, as much as I understand that the only way to get experience is to actually play, is throw a young guy, yet Richardson, who just turned 21 years old, throw him out there to the wolves before it's too Uh, before it's the right time, because I don't want to ruin that guy, and we have seen that happen too many times. Well, you pointed out the inaccuracy problems at Florida for Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure how inaccurate he is as a quarterback because he threw an absolute dime to Alec Pierce in the end zone on a rope against the Bills in their first preseason game, and Alex Pierce dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. Alec Pierce just dropped the ball. Like, you couldn't walk it to him any better. So, from a physical attribute standpoint, he – gives you everything you're looking for at the quarterback spot, not to mention he can be a threat to use his legs as a runner in the QB zone read run scheme, which is something that Shane Steichen did in featuring Jalen Hurts last year when he was on his way to putting together an MVP campaign. So for all of the things that the Colts saw in Anthony Richardson and all of the things that we've seen on display thus far through the preseason, I think it's absolutely the right decision because the alternative is Gardner Minshew. And to a man, there's nobody in that locker room that believes that Minshew gives them a better chance to win than Anthony Richardson week one. Well, we agree that Gardner Minshew is not the long-term answer there, certainly, and that Anthony Richardson is. Where, where I get worried is, first of all, the inaccuracy. I mean, there were, what, five games last year where he was under 50%. And I... You can fix that. We've seen it. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Anthony Richardson over the long haul because of his incredible athletic ability and what he is capable of and the fact that he absolutely has a cannon for an arm. I've seen this too many times, though, Chris. I mean, 
I could think back a couple of years ago. Zach Wilson was a one-year starter for BYU. He goes into the NFL. He is named the starter right away, and what happens? He was absolutely beaten and bruised a lot of the season, and he has not recovered from it. There have been other guys, when you think about uh, young quarterbacks who just needed a little bit of time. Josh Allen needed a little bit of time. A lot of people compared Anthony Richardson to Josh Allen. Allen needed time before he was ready to go. He's got to play, but why? You know, Patrick Mahomes needed time. Why does it have to be immediately when I think we would both agree that the Colts' fortunes this season are not going to be determined by either one of those two guys? He might give them a better chance to win a game or two, but the ultimate goal for the Colts is to get Anthony Richardson ready to be their franchise quarterback. Well, here's the other part that they're trying to do, establish a winning culture, right? And that's easier said than done. And when you have a rookie head coach uh, who's going into a fresh situation with a new team, I think it, it, it's challenging for the head coach to sacrifice the team being able to have success for the development of one individual player, even though we know Anthony Richardson is the future for the Colts franchise. So I think there's a – there's a balance that has to be struck between doing right by the rest of the guys in the locker room and doing right by Anthony Richardson. But as far as I'm concerned, as long as the kid shows that he understands what he's doing out there, that he can protect himself uh, physically, then I think you put him out there and you let him learn. There are going to be certain things that he's just not going to get watching Gardner Minshew play. There's going to be certain things that you can only learn when you're the guy under center, when you're the guy that's responsible for the huddle. You're the guy that's responsible for the pre-snap operation. You're the guy that has to adjust when you see a pre-snap look versus a post-snap look from the defensive secondary, like those different coverages that you're going to have to get used to playing and operating against. I think Anthony Richardson is best served being able to learn on the job in real time as opposed to holding the clipboard. I think you can get more learning by being out there than by just watching. And and here's the thing that I get concerned with because you're right, he hadn't played a lot of football at a high level. You don't want this guy to turn into Trey Lance. You don't want him to turn Mm – think about Trey Lance. Trey Lance hadn't played a lot of 11-on-11 football at a high level in his lifetime. He Mm -hmm. hasn't. Like, he he was at North Dakota State. He had the one game that he played in the showcase in the COVID season, and he got drafted as a top three pick, and he really hadn't played – in three years. So I, I just – I don't want Anthony Richardson to turn into that. That would be my biggest concern because a guy that hadn't played a lot of football, the thing that he needs to do to get better at football is actually play football in meaningful games. So I think that's the approach, that's the philosophy that the Colts are taking, and I got to be on board with it. Yeah, listen, I, I, I get that part of it. Richardson, even for his part, was surprised that he got the job right away. Honestly, I was shocked. I've been grinding, putting in work just to, you know, get the title. But, you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. You know, despite, you know, being labeled as QB1, you know, I still got other guys in the room helping me, you know, get to that standard. So I'm forever thankful for them. You know, I appreciate them, and I'm glad. You know, I did get the nod, and, you know, I do have the, the trust in, the, in everybody in the building to think that I am QB1. I don't, want to, I don't want to compare him to Trey Lance either because there were also injury concerns there. They were ready to roll with Trey Lance before last season. He was their guy, and now he's not. And a lot of, a lot of that came because of that injury. So I, I think that the applicable comparisons are there on both sides of it. I just 
am always of the mindset of don't throw a guy into the fire without a ton of experience uh, a day early than a day too late. Now, having said that, Canty, Bryce Young is ready to start in Carolina. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud is absolutely ready to start in Houston, and they may they will go through their growing pains. But I think they both have excellent chances, especially in those particular situations, to be successful early in the year. We've seen quarterbacks like Mac Jones a few years ago, like Matt Ryan, like Joe Flacco, who were very early draftees who had winning records and made the playoffs. I'm not ruling that out for Bryce Young. I don't think it's going to happen. But could those guys throw 20 touchdowns this year? Absolutely they could. Yeah, I think it could happen. What you want to see is growth from the quarterback and growth from your football team. And I thought we witnessed that last year when it came to Kenny Pickett with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that's a team that you root for and you cover very closely. Like the Steelers got off to a god-awful start. I want to say they were something like 2-6. and six. They were 2-7 and seven and at they, one point, and, yeah. And they, and, they, and they won seven of their last nine games. Seven of their last nine games, and Kenny Pickett was a starter for six of them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of growth that you want to see from your quarterback. Yeah, Kenny Pickett wasn't one of the best quarterbacks when it came to overall production and QBR, but guess what? He wasn't the worst. No, but they waited he, he on was, him. He, he they they the waited worst. on him, and he had played a ton of football in college. Well, they, they, they waited on him, and I think they, they were just trying to get, make sure that the situation would allow Kenny Pickett to step in and have some success. Remember, the offensive line was a mess for the Steelers going into last year. It was a hodgepodge of different guys. Oh, yeah. That unit took time to grow and develop in jail. The first half of the season, that's what you saw. The second half of the season, the offensive line was much better, and you saw the, the quarterback play be much better. There was a correlation there. So I think if you have the offensive line in place to protect Kenny Pickett, if the, I mean, to protect Anthony Richardson, if you have the skill position players that would allow him to have success, if he shows the football acumen that would allow him to have success, then you put him out there and you let him learn. The one thing that I would be afraid of is if the guy didn't understand protections, if he didn't understand the concepts that he's being asked to execute, then you got to think twice about putting him out there. But based on everything we've heard throughout training camp, he understands the playbook. He's been a gym rat. He's been staying in. He's been watching film. He's been with the coaches. Like, he's doing all of the things that you would need a young quarterback to do in order to adjust to the learning curve that is playing the position in the National Football League, which is why I feel like this is the right decision. Again, it's a case-by-case situation. It's not one-size-fit-all, but based on what I've heard and based on what I saw in week one of the preseason – this guy is ready to command an NFL offense. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Dear Lord, we have a jam-packed show. And in just moments, what do you get? When you combine an MVP with a championship coordinator and star talent at wide receiver, not what you think. It's next. Kenty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Munkin believes you get the best out of your quarterback when he feels empowered. And that's exactly what Munkin has done for Lamar Jackson. He's clearly the most important and best player for the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's all going to work out eventually. We'll see how this plays out, though, in terms of the health of some of the pieces for the Ravens. We'll get into that in a moment. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We have not been together in a couple of weeks because uh, you were on vacation out west, um, and there was a lot of talk as to whether or not uh, you were going to see the Barbie movie, and you were planning on it. Have you seen Barbie? Have you seen Oppenheimer as of yet? I have done the first leg of Barbenheimer, which is the Barbie movie. Went to see it this past Saturday with the wifey. Mm. You can figure who decided that that would be our Saturday afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't yours truly. But Your I, I will say this. I went into the movie thinking it would be mindless entertainment, and it was anything but. There were a lot of layers to the Barbie movie and a lot of messages in there. It showed how Barbie liberated one generation of women and became problematic for another generation of women. But my biggest takeaway from the Barbie movie Mm. was that I want a Mojo Dojo Casa House. (laughs) And for those of you that haven't seen the movie, I'm going to spoil it for you. God bless. Ken took over the Barbie house and turned it into the Mojo Dojo Casa House, complete with flat screen TVs and saloon doors. If for no other reason, the saloon doors. They were awesome. Wow. All right, so I want a Mojo Dojo Casa House. Okay. And I want to wear a fur coat. Now, I know what some people might be thinking. Oh, fur coat will look good on the Ken dog because he's got a Ken body and you're 6'8", 340 pounds. Yeah, that's cool. But if Damian Woody 
can wear a red fur coat, then damn it, I can wear a mink fur coat too. Now, I wouldn't go with red. I would probably go with white like Ken did in the movie. But I want to wear a fur coat this winter, big fella. I'm trying to big sexy back for the plus 300 pounders. Yeah. And I feel like the fur coat would go a long ways to helping me do that. So those were my big takeaways from the Barbie movie. I want a Mojo Dojo Casa House with the saloon doors and the flat screens, and I want a damn fur coat, too. Okay, who would judge you for wearing a fur coat? I think a lot of people would judge me for wearing a fur coat. Well, they'd be wrong. My wife, my wife laughed at me, and she said, there ain't enough minks in the world to make you a fur coat. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my wife. That's, that's in-house. That that's in-house taking a yeah, shot that- at me. <laughs> That's in your Mojo Dojo Casa hat, taking a shot. Exactly, exactly, taking a shot. I uh, Listen, I, if I could afford a fur coat, I absolutely would purchase a fur coat. I absolutely would. And you know what? I would look spectacular. I would yeah. look amazing. And I think that you, uh, if you want to purchase yourself a fur coat, you should not worry about what anybody else thinks because fur coat equals baller. That's yeah. to me that that's what it is. And if you're big and like, I salute Damian Woody. Big props to you, D Wood. You should absolutely have a fur coat. Anybody who people are judging us for our size to begin with, you, I'm going to give you everything you want to judge me. But I'm going to enjoy every damn minute of that fur coat, and I'm going to yeah, look I'm, good I'm, doing it. Big fella, I want to be comfortable in my own skin, and that might sometimes mean putting on the skins of certain animals that have fur on them. Some, I, it's just what it is. But I saw Ken do it in the Barbie movie, and I feel like I have every right to do it too. Listen, if Ryan Gosling can do it, why not us? Exactly. That's my point. Ryan Gosling of all The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I didn't mean to. I didn't thought you were done with the Ryan Gosling thing. But listen, I, I, these are not the top five colors of fur coat that I would purchase. <laughs> Canty, I heard you do the list yesterday uh, in reference to the biggest uh, threats to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. And if I'm not mistaken, you had the Baltimore Ravens at number one, Bengals mm. two, Jags three, Jets four, Dolphins five. Correct? That is correct. Okay. So my list is a little bit different. It involves all of the same teams, but in a much, much different order. So let's get right to it. Number five. It's the Jets. Now, look, I want to see the Jets be good. I think the Jets being good would be an amazing story this season. I want Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, to do well. But as much as I want him to do well... I don't trust the situation as a whole as of yet, and it's primarily because of Aaron Rodgers. It's not because of the same old Jets crap, all right? The offensive line is a concern, and we're going to spend more time on that in a bit. But, Chris, I'm not going to buy in 100% that it's all about the injury from Rodgers last year until I see him in Week 10 and Week 11 still playing at a very high level. Right now, he feels great. Of course he does. But... That has to be seen later in the year when he has not had three months off, an entire offseason of not being hit. I want to see him middle of the year at age 40 still delivering at a high level. Number four. I'm going to put the Ravens at number four. Again, health is a concern. And my health issue centers primarily 
around Odell Beckham Jr. I believe that they are going to do enough good things in Todd Munkin's offense that they are going to protect Lamar Jackson a little bit better. And and thank God they're spreading this thing out, Canty. Thank mm-hmm. God. Because you have so many weapons there to work with that you have to feel good about what all of that can do. But can I also ask another question? Go ahead. Defensively, I know the Ravens are very good, but they did just lose 11 sacks with Justin Houston, and they drafted David Ajabo last year, and he, he played in a couple of games. Are they that confident in his ability to, to fill that void in terms of rushing a passer? It's a great question. I'm very worried about that. So that's why I have the Ravens down at number four. Number three. The Dolphins. Again, what's this about? It's about Tua. That's it. If Tua is on the field, the Miami Dolphins are very much going to be in the discussion. And I do think overall they are the best team in the AFC East if he is healthy through the course of the season. And that's an easy thing to say when you look around at all of the weapons that they have to work with. The Jets got Dalvin Cook, yes. The Dolphins still have more than enough to work with. That would have been an embarrassment of riches to me in Miami. The Dolphins are absolutely there. Number two. The Jaguars. Chris. Mm. The Jaguars are are not getting enough love here. I know what happened in, with the offensive line in the offseason losing Taylor. And they're going to believe that Anton Harrison is the guy at right tackle. I believe in what the Jags have done. And the Calvin Ridley thing. People are starting to talk about it, but I think they're just remembering just how good Calvin Ridley is. And it was kind of an afterthought. Look at where they were last year. The Jags, I just believe, have fully gotten better this offseason. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top three MVP candidate in the NFL this year. Number one. The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Why not? Why, Why would I think otherwise after what I've seen the last couple of years? Yeah. I think they're going to be right there. We have obviously seen them beat Kansas City in Kansas City. We know what they're capable of, and we know how good Joe Burrow is and how good the receivers are. Bengals have gotten better on the offensive line. They've got answers where they need to have answers, Chris. The Bengals, to me, are still the number one threat. Your thoughts? Uh, I like the list, don't love the list. I'm okay. curious because I did the same thing, but you did not have the Buffalo Bills as one of your top five threats in the AFC to the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not. And while you were away, um, we have been talking for months about the Bills and about turnovers, right? We have spent so much time about Josh Allen. We've talked about the Stephon Diggs mess. Chris, I think the Bills really have a chance to implode this season. Mm. I I don't know how good they are. I, I know they're good in the secondary. I don't know how good the Bills are compared to what they were last year. And I don't know that I trust Josh Allen. I said this, I don't know, about 10 days ago. Bills aren't making the playoffs. Yeah. Bills are not making the playoffs this year. I I think that they will finish third in the AFC East. They may win... Nine games, but they're not going to. They're not making the playoffs. I'm just that's the team that I look at, and I feel like just as much as their talent is right there, you know what it is, Chris. Sometimes you have those teams that are like this that are just never able to get out of the uh, get over the hump because they get in their own way. And I feel mm-hmm. like the digs thing, the way that played out late last year, is really going to be a part of that. And I also don't love that. 
you know, all right, Dalton Kincaid, I think he'll be good. I don't think he's going to be great immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough there, there, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if there's enough true leadership uh, to get to where they need to get to this year. And there's no reason that they shouldn't win the division and be the best team in the division, but I don't believe in them. I don't. I don't believe in them either. And, and here's the thing, big fella, and, and we talked about this a little bit, but one of the things that's been understated about the State of the Union with the Bills is them losing – coordinators in back-to-back years we saw the impact of losing Brian Dable last year on Josh Allen he had 19 turnovers during the season and seven of them were in the red zone okay so you saw that impact quantified in the turnovers with the quarterback especially in the critical phases of the game this offseason you lose Leslie Frazier And, and, and Sean McDermott in his own words said that it is an adjustment going from wearing a head coaching hat to actually calling plays on defense so, and then on top of that, you're losing your defensive play caller in Tremaine Edmonds, your inside linebacker. He's on the way to Chicago. So I, I just, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to the Bills, and that's why I think there's going to be a little bit of regression back to the pack when it comes to them in the AFC East and the AFC as a whole. Now, I'm with you on the Cincinnati Bengals. I had them as the second biggest threat in the conference to the Chiefs, but I'm bullish on the Baltimore Ravens. And mm. everything that we've heard throughout the offseason about what Todd Munkin's offense is going to be, we saw on display in their first preseason game. Because guess what? The Ravens, a team that we're used to seeing coming out in multiple tight end sets, multiple backs, having a fullback that's 300 pounds, that's not what they did against the Eagles. They were in 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers, one running back, and one tight end, 41 times. 41 They were in 12 personnel 19 times. So they've shown you this is who we're going to be, two to one. We're going to have three wide receivers on the field. We're going to spread it out. We're going to exploit defenses by playing the space game and allow Lamar Jackson to be the point guard in a basketball on grass type of offensive attack. I love where the Ravens are at Mm. on offense. And then on defense, I hear you with the sacks and being able to manufacture pressure. But we got to acknowledge the presence of Roquan Smith. Yep. When the Ravens traded for Roquan Smith last year, they were they were 20th in points allowed and 24th in yards allowed. After week nine, when Roquan was in the lineup, they were second in points allowed and third in yards allowed. Think back to that wild card game in Cincinnati. The Ravens had him on the ropes with their third-string quarterback. It was a 17-17 game in the fourth quarter with goal to go. And the Ravens ended up fumbling the ball. Sam Hubbard returned it for a touchdown, and that was the game-winning play. Think about it. That, that's how close Baltimore was. If Lamar Jackson was healthy, if they had a more progressive offense, that, that might have been a different outcome. I get that that's a hypothetical, and we can play that what-if game, but I think it's a prelude of things to come. It's a precursor for things to come when we're, when we're looking at what to expect from Baltimore in 2023. I think they are going to be the team that wins the AFC North and is going to be the biggest challenger to the Kansas City Chiefs. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Hearing this from Jamison Hensley, ESPN's uh, Ravens reporter for NFL Nation, really encouraged me as well as far as the Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin dynamic. Munkin believes you get the best out of your quarterback when he feels empowered. And that's exactly what Munkin has done for Lamar Jackson. Entering his sixth NFL season, Jackson is having more input on the offense than ever before. 
And Jackson told me after today's practice that he saw some routes on social media that he really liked. So he sent them to his quarterback's coach, who then forwarded them to Munkin. And Munkin then put them in the playbook. Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews already sees Lamar Jackson's stamp on this offense. Andrews told me this is going to be a special Lamar season. Listen, I fully believe that it can be. And I fully believe that he's going to get better at, and he doesn't, I don't think Lamar takes way too many hits anyway, but I, I think he's going to be better, even better at that. Can we talk about Beckham for a second? Mm. I keep coming back to this. This is a guy who, the Rams knew two years ago that at some point, because he basically had no ACL, that that was going to be a problem. And they got fortunate that it didn't happen until the Super Bowl. Why am I fully going to believe that Odell Beckham, at this juncture, at what, 31, 32, 33 years old, mm-hmm. that he's going to stay on the field for the Ravens? Chris, I, Zay Flowers is going to be in the Offensive Rookie of the Year conversation because of the space, because of how they're running this offense. Yeah, he's special now. He he's really special. is. I've oh. seen I've seen video from training camp. He's special now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, difference maker. Yeah. The Beckham thing. Mm, that's that's bothersome. And when I couple that with Bateman never being able to stay on the field, that those two things are bothersome to me when it comes to the Ravens. Well, you're just trying to buy as many raffle tickets as you possibly can and hoping that you're going to win the prize, right? So between the hodgepodge of Odell, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duverday, Nelson Aguilar, who they also signed eh. this uh, this offseason, James Prochet, like you're hoping that you can cobble together, you know, two or three other guys that can be in support of Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews being on the field at all times. That's what you're looking for. And if you're the Ravens, if you can get that, then great. I mean, let's not forget Rashad Bateman was a first-round pick, and when he was healthy for Baltimore early on last year, you saw the difference that he made in that offense. So I just think that if you if you got guys like Odell, Bateman, Duvernay, Aguilar, the pedigree that those guys are bringing to the table, if, if between those guys you can cobble together two other receiver slots to go along with Zay Flowers, then you feel like you're in a good spot offensively if you're Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Boy, so much more to get to, including hearing a coach sound off on his team in a way that you don't hear very often. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Now the Jets have all this defensive talent. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, and they arguably have a top three running back duo in the NFL. There are no excuses now for New York. I mean, people are going to expect the Super Bowl more than ever. Whenever I hear this song, I think of Pitch Perfect or Pitch Perfect 2. Because my, you know, when my wife, I walk into the room 50% of the time, a repeat of Pitch Perfect 1 or 2 is on. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm hooked in whether I want to be or not. I have seen neither movie. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar with that, that project. It's an works. acapella situation. Okay. I, don't, I don't know why, but I oddly get entranced by it. I is don't it, know. Is it, it kind of like Greece? What are we talking about? Is that no, is it going just, that direction? I mean, I guess kind of, but I, I don't know. Cam, Pitch Perfect uh, 1, 2, Bubba? I've seen both. Uh, yeah. There is a third one that's pretty horrible. Okay. Uh, the first wow. one I enjoyed, you know, it came out in 2012, and I, I did acapella in high school. So You, you know, did? It was right in my lane. But did I've you have so- a solo? Uh, I had a couple solos. What, we, was, I mean, your, what was your biggest solo? Uh, I think it was like a Coldplay song, honestly. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'd pay good money to see that. Yeah. <laughs> there good are videos of it that. somewhere. Let's, how much you got on you right now? Right, exactly. The videos you got to make in, this happen. Let's roll them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bubba, like if we put together, like, Kim, what would it take right now to get you to do a solo? Like if we to do a you, solo like, now, it would yeah. take a lot. Yeah. I, I'll, I mean, I'll show you the video. I don't care, but I, I, I'm oh, okay. not a singer anymore, really. All right. Well, I'm just surprised to hear your wife is watching Pitch Perfect every time you walk in the room. Well, not every time, but I mean, like, it feels 50% like 50% is a lot. It feels like that. <laughs> because, A, Pitch Perfect is on all the time, and, B, she loves those two movies. I haven't seen three. I didn't even know there was a three. But she loves those two movies. And I'll tell you what else I found out, too. Canty, it, last night just once again uh, reiterated to me that I cannot stand magicians. Because what, what do you have against magicians? What do they do to you? Here's the thing about magicians. Uh, on Hard Knocks last night, the Jets had Oz the Mentalist in, to, you know, in a team meeting. I believe it's O's. O's? Is it O's? Okay. So O's the Mentalist is... Honestly, he's just some guy, okay? And he's, he's sitting, some guy. The trick he did was unbelievable. The trick he did, Canty, was... In essence, a card trick with In a essence. twist. With a twist, okay? Mm. He, Marquand Manuel and Aaron Rodgers were there. Marquand Manuel one on the Jets coaching staff. He was, uh, to think of, a, of an animal or some sort of, you know, a, a, some, any kind of animal. Mm-hmm. And then a card trick for Aaron Rodgers was, you know, go through, uh, scroll through all these cards, think of a card, and he's going to tell you what the card is, right? Um, so he does that. He scrolls through. Rogers mentally picks a card. Uh, the guy starts talking, and he's like, "All right, take the 
cards and twist them in your hand. And he twists them in the hand. And he said, okay, you're thinking of a diamond, right? And Rogers goes, yeah. And he says, okay. And he just scrolls in, puts his hand in, picks the card out, shows it to everybody else and says, it's the three of diamonds, isn't it? And Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, it is. And the whole room is like, oh, my God. And then, wait a second. No. Now, Aaron, open up your hands. And he opens up his hands, and there is like a goldfish inside a plastic case in place of the cards in his hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is the animal that the coach was thinking about. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Which is, which is somehow not impressive to Carlin. No, I didn't say it's not impressive. Why? I didn't say it's not impressive. It's okay, so what do you have impressive? against it, though? Yeah. What, is what it that I have you against, just can't do it? Like, what, you don't understand it? What I have against magicians is that it is supposed to be an entertaining reminder that somehow they are smarter than me and making me look stupid. So it's about my own insecurity. I will admit that. I will fully admit it's about my own insecurity. I don't want you making me feel dumber in front of everybody else. Well, I mean, that's a pretty low bar to clear, big fella. I mean, you got I know, I do it people. for a living every day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you, I mean, if you're mad at magicians, there's a hell of a lot more people that you would be mad at. <laughs> Including you. Like, by yeah. that logic, I would think that I hate you. You know but, who I hated? I hated the damn magician that the Eagles had for years and years as a long snapper. John, John Dorenbos? I love John Dorenbos. Well, you can love him, but he was the long snapper. I can't tell you how many times he would get guys on field goal block and punt return to jump off sides doing his little hand tricks with the football. <laughs> Sounds like a good player to me. <laughs> that dude is one of Freaking the most popular. Jerk. He was one of the most popular Eagles when I was there. He was on America's Got Talent like several times. Yeah. Congratulations to John Dornboss. Congratulations to him. The way that Carlin feels about the mentalist for the Jets is the way I feel about John Dornboss. Wow. You sound like somebody who got got by John Dornboss. I did get got. <laughs> I thought you I hated. Got got, then I got cussed out by my coaches. I thought you hated kickers, not long snappers. <laughs> I hate all specialists. I could tell. Really, the, the long snappers yeah. don't have a whole lot to do. Well, the long snappers are with the punters and kickers when they go to play golf during training camp. So they, they're, they're roped into the bunch, right? They're not really football players. Well, they're although ma- the long snappers are closer. They're magicians. Well, <laughs> exactly. The Jets may need some magicians up front this year based on what Robert Sala <laughs> saw in uh, game one of the preseason. It was our first opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the we are. We as coaches, we as an organization can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night trying to find something to show that we're changing and it didn't show. That was Robert Sala on Hard Knocks last night addressing his team and addressing the offensive line. And look, I I get it from his standpoint, Chris. And the Jets we have talked about uh, have not exactly wanted Hard Knocks, so he really, really wanted to deliver the message, the fact that that made the show. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. He's getting fired up. And I, I don't know if that was just a play for the cameras. I think that was him trying to set a tone for what they want the team to be. You can't have your calling card be physicality if your offensive line isn't up to snuff. Like, you you need a strong offensive line to protect your quarterback. You need a strong offensive line to have a running game to provide a complement for what the strength of the team is, which is the defensive side of the ball. Here's the problem with that, big fella. 
You got a 38-year-old left tackle in Dwayne Brown, and you got a right tackle in Makai Beckton that's played in exactly one game over the last two years. How does that, how does that help you have a strong offensive line? Like, they're going to have to overcome the offensive line. That much is obvious. The only question is whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to stay upright while they figure this whole thing out. Listen, I, I get it. And I don't think he was just doing it for the camera. I'm, th- I'm thinking he was delivering that message and he was trying to double deliver that message by saying, we are leaving that in the show. Like, I have no problem with him doing that because, yeah, it is going to be a lot about mentality, especially when you have those kind of questions. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.